0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Avilia with Optimal Fit Pilates out of Miami, Florida, Vilia, what's going on? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling today?
2: Happy Thursday. Feeling good. Thank there you. There
1: you go. Yeah, yeah. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're definitely ready to jump in to the nitty-gritty here of what you have going on with Optimal Fit Pilates. But first, let's go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective. So in your own words, Vilia, how would you explain Optimal Fit Pilates and what you guys do?
2: Sorry, sorry. Sorry about the noise behind it. Um, So... So Optimal Pilates is the way, you know, it's probably the name is Optimal Fit. So we fit from not only like a fitness physical perspective, but also from the mind. Um, I'll say the mind, body, spiritual aspects, the nutrition, the uh, exercises, everything connected together. So that's why it's kind of, that kind of gives that maybe a big picture um, of the optimal fit.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, let's jump right into the basics here. I mean, how many members are you serving currently?
2: Currently at this time, I'd say about maybe 60, 70 members.
1: Okay. Okay. And so for you, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door?
2: Um. The best method probably will be, at this moment, uh, I'll say social media, different times with different methods, uh, different years. So in the beginning, once we started, um, that was kind of word to mouth, you know, like a, you see, like a referral, like let's say people that they, they come to the studio and they referral their friends. Um, the studio so that's kind of that was the most most popular then we started to introduce by teaching complementary workshops and then yes probably the, the third one will be the um the social media
1: gotcha gotcha and so for you i mean you said you're at 60 70 members here now i mean let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, hypothetically speaking, how much higher can you go?
2: Probably double up the membership, that's for sure. And then maybe, uh, yeah, we can have three times more, I believe, the studio.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, is that something that you guys are trying to work towards? You guys want to, do you guys want to get there? Because even yes. if you can get there, doesn't mean that you want it, right? But is that something you actually you guys are working towards?
2: Yes, that's the goals we're working towards, yes. We set big goals and we want to double up until probably this, I say, the end of this year, maybe beginning of the new year, for mm. sure we'll double up the, the amount of members.
1: Awesome, awesome. And so for you guys, I mean, I'm curious because I, I don't, we don't really speak to too many Pilates or bar studios here. So what's your... I guess, plan, right? So obviously I think there's some things that work really well for you guys to grow there. Do you think you guys need more members to get there? Obviously, I mean, more members is important, but also what about retention? Which one do you think is more important to get there for you guys? Do you guys think you need to work on retention or more clients coming through the door to get to that goal?
2: Right, good question, yes. Retention right now, um, I think we're good. People... They join, they like it, they stay with us for many years. I say for I have we have members who stay for perhaps 12 years, one of the oldest members. And then we have wow. eight years, six years as they, they're going coming back. Some um, just to stay, you know, totally like lifestyle. So retention, we're doing good. Um right now I think that you know, to bring new new members we're working on.
1: I love that. I love that. That's, and I think that's great. I think, because again, a lot of people, you know, might say, Oh, we need more members, but if you can't keep them, it doesn't really matter. Right. So right. I think sometimes uh, it's a good thing. Obviously you can focus on retention and, and that's strong. You have a good community where if you just get more people, you're going to grow inevitably. So I think that's great there. Vilia. So um, another question uh, that I think is, is a good, uh, a good question for the viewers to understand too. Right. Cause you know, getting near that 100 mark of clients, or you're pretty close, uh, how do you manage tracking, right? Because I think a lot of gym owners or studio owners here as well forget that tracking is important. Just like, you know, tracking your macros, tracking how much you weigh, tracking, you know, whatever you're doing on a day-to-day basis as a fitness professional, your metrics are just as important. So how do you track, you know, the clients, how long they've been there, all of those details,
2: Good question. Yes. So we have the good system. Um, we have the mind and body website, which we're working with them um, for since the beginning. We opened the studio. And so, in that uh, mind and body, um, the website, we have all the information, um, all the data stored. Um, as well, um, they have the partners we're working with the Kismet. The Kismet is another company, but they partner up with the mind and body which we see all the data, um, who's coming to the studio, how much we growing, um, who's leaving the studio. So some, you know, because it's, it's hard to track even though 60, 70 members, but sometimes we see, oh, this one person just disappeared and where is that person is. So we checked in the data that said, okay, this is, you know, it hasn't been for two weeks, so one week. So what, what now, we just, you know, have to contact so we're contacting that person and um and we find a solution to you know to maybe get to get back to the to the gym to the, to the fitness
1: yeah yeah i think that's great i think that's super important i appreciate you the explanation there because i think again a lot of gym owners do forget that portion and how important it is so so thank you for the explanation there really i've got two more questions for you here my two favorite questions Number one being, you know, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term?
2: So the big big picture is, um, is to have my team working for me more than working myself, I mean, in training. So right now I'm training a lot. Let's say I'm working split shift, working mornings, early mornings, late evenings. So my goal is to, um, to in, we have the team right now. We kind of just kind of, uh, we have new instructors, we have to rebuild our team. Uh, it was hard after COVID-19 because we had some instructors, they left. So now we're rebuilding. And the goal is to, uh, for me, work more management and less training and give my, um, more delegate to um, to the instructors. That's the, that's the goal.
1: Yeah. Okay. And um, one last question. You know, mm-hmm. If you could go back in time here, right, to 2008, Philia, and sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started your gym. What would that
3: advice be for you? Thinking. <laughs> Take your time.
2: Yes, the advice for me So if I start in 2008, right, and and Repeat the question again, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, if you can go back in time, or basically, if you had any advice for somebody who's just starting, right? Because the advice you'd want to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you?
2: I see, when I first started, okay. Um, you know, just keep going, no matter what, um, in a way, it's going to be. Sometimes it's, it's very, you know, hard times, and sometimes your mind is okay. kind of, the mind is... Powerful. Um, it wants to say, "Okay, well, I, I cannot, I cannot do this, right?" But then you just have to say, "Yes, I can do this." Even though it's the you know hard moment comes, you just have to keep going forward and know your destination.
1: I love that. I love that, Villa. That's a, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please, Villa, shout out any social media, any website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the facility?
2: Yes, absolutely. So they can find out on the Instagram. It's optimalfitpilates.com. Um, you can find us on the um on the website, the same optimalfitpilates.com website. Yes, I think that's um that's the main <laughs> Yeah. Yes, there we
1: go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just so I can you how you can get the podcast. I would appreciate it. Just okay. going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay.
2: All right. Sounds good. Yes. Awesome.
1: And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money,
4: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Claude from Advantage Fitness out of Highwood, Illinois. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
3: I'm good. Thank you. How are you?
4: I am good. I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about what you do at your fitness business. Before we really dive into the nitty gritty of what you do at your fitness business, let's go ahead and kind of hear your why. What was it that got you started in the industry of being a gym owner?
3: Um, it goes a long way. You know, about 20 years ago, I lived in British Columbia. I was very, um, very attract- attracted to f- to fitness. So I ran and operated and own a high altitude training camp. I had kids from all around the world, from France, from England, uh, from United States, from Canada, in all different sports. And then I had to figure out how I can train each kid in their own sport and really make a difference in their performance. So that's how it really all started. From there, I moved to United States in Chicago to run a hockey association in a AAA. And then uh, from there, I've been coaching team in hockey and then also training them off ice. And then from there, I said, why don't I just train father and mother and kids that has nothing to do with sport? And then, and then that brought me also with rehabilitation and so on. So... Then I opened the gym and I've been in business for the last 20 years.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a little bit of a journey, but it sounds like you've kind of always been involved in like fitness or health in some capacity. Um, Now you have Advantage Fitness. For our listeners, Claude, give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide. Paint that picture of your business for us.
3: Uh, you know, the easiest way I could I could give you a picture. There's five disciplines that I'm specialized at and I really have a big heart about it is weight loss for people that struggle with weights. Mm-hmm. I have uh, rehabilitation. I have toning and strengthening. Then I have uh, high performance and then sports specific. Okay.
4: So with that, I mean, you can really work with just about anybody Um, kind of falls in one of those categories. Do you have a wide range of kind of audience? Like, do you have a lot of different ages and, and reasons why people are joining you?
3: Yeah, I have, I have a, a good spread of, you know, I start kids basically at seven, eight o'clock, I mean, seven o'clock, seven, eight years old, and it goes all the way till 80 years old with Parkinson and all different types of stuff. I have specialty in massage therapy, and then uh, so I can really link, you know, things together. Uh, The kid that I trained that are in high performance, they all at some point get injured, so I can take care of them also.
4: Wow. So you're kind of a busy guy from the sounds of it, uh, kind of yeah. have a lot of specialties and a lot going on. Um, how many clients are you training right now or how many members you have in the facility?
3: I got about 80 clients right now.
4: OK. And um, with those 80 clients, are most of those one on one or are they group or kind of how does the breakdown? What is the breakdown of those look like?
3: You know, out of a given eight hours a day, I would have probably three one or four one-on-one and the rest is pretty much all group, you know, in between 10 to, you know, a group of two. But um, a lot of people go through those doors every day.
4: Okay. So you have multiple group sessions going on every day. That sounds like it's a pretty big part of what you do at Advantage Fitness.
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
4: I love the group training model because um, we can fit more than one person in in an hour, which is good for the business. Um, but for some of our clients, they work really well in that group atmosphere. They like to have other people by their side while they're working out and motivates them to push harder and our clients meet their goals quicker. So um, I do like that um, model there. Um, so you said you had a you said was it around 80 people that you're training total?
3: Yeah, 80 to 100, like kind of you know, get the count, but
4: mm-hmm. what does the, the end, membership options look like? Like, if I were to come in and I was like, hey, Claude, I want to join, I'm interested in kind of um, what memberships you have, what would you be able to offer me?
3: Yeah, I do membership monthly, but the people has to come at least twice a week in the gym in a personal base. Okay. So that way, uh, they basically pay for their own membership, but it's free. And then also somebody that comes twice a week working on on a hit program, high intensity training, and then they come by themselves twice a week. It makes me look that much better. Yeah. You know, they they and then you know I have for instance um, a sliding board that I use every day. I use a sliding board for both. Um, stretching and performance. And it's an incredible tool. So, those people, when they come into the gym, then they can use the sliding board and can use other machines that they cannot really use elsewhere, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're taught to use a sliding board properly and all the different exercises you can do. Uh, it's an absolute gold mine. It's incredible cardiovascularly, it's incredible. Uh, strength training Mm -hmm. it's great core development and and it's great for the speed and lateral
4: yep so you have you know um the membership people are coming into the classes or they're coming in to train with you but like they can come in on their own and do their own thing as well does that sound about accurate
3: yes okay
4: Nice. I like that you offer that because if you're, you know, if you have somebody on a training plan, it gives them the opportunity to try to fit in some extra workouts and and um, kind of get those in on their own. Um, okay. So uh, is 80 clients a place where, Claude, you feel good, you feel comfortable for the business, or are you in a position where you could take on more clients and, um, you know, help more people?
3: Um. It's a good question. Thank you for asking. Um, At this point right now, I would not say I'm overwhelmed, but I work six and seven days a week and I cannot, I could not do much more because the people that comes individually and they want to be alone, they obviously pay more because it's a private training. but. I, you know, and I'm satisfied with that. I'm satisfied with what I ask for, for price and the people are really happy with it. And I, that's what, like I was, I was saying, you know, depending how many people I have in the gym, it's all different types of rate, depending on, you know, how many kids or how many adults I have per class.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it sounds like you're Pretty busy right now. You can't really, you don't really have the capacity to take on any more members and you are happy kind of where you're at. So, what does the future of the business look like? You know, are there any changes that you're looking to make as you age, as the businesses age and times evolve?
3: Well, it's a good question. Um, right now, I'm going to be uh, training three hockey teams twice a week. That's already six hours and those are like 20 kids 18 so i would like to probably add another another six to ten hours of team training team development where i can i can cater individually for those kids i have you know a few other trainers that that support me and help me out, but uh, those are a lot of fun because you're training a team, and the team perform a lot better, and they get a lot better, and you know they come in the gym twice a week, and it makes a big difference. So that's that's the part that I really enjoy, and I enjoy also the the private one because I'm just one on one. and you can make a big a big um, impact in their life.
4: Most definitely um you know the the team training is great. you're able to fit in quite a few people obviously the premium on that like you're probably making a decent chunk of change to help the business survive and then with the one-on- one like you said, it's more personalized, more individualized for our clients and so we typically see better success when the plan is written up for that that person individually and again, that's more of a premium service, which is awesome for our business. You mentioned there very briefly that you have a few other trainers that support you. Are they employees or do they just kind of help out here and there?
3: They're just going to sort of help out here and there. We'll okay. Each other in that matter.
4: Have you ever considered um, ha- bringing somebody on either as an independent contractor or as an employee to help the business grow. I mean, for you right now, there's only about 12 to 13 hours in a day that we can actually train people because um, the rest of our day is spent sleeping. Um, so uh, realistically, you can't grow in terms of clients. If you had a second person on board, I think you could look at that idea of growth. Has that is that something that you've ever considered?
3: Yes, uh, very much so. Um, the gym that I was in before, uh, just basically two weeks ago, uh, was too small to receive a whole hockey team or, you know, any type of sports team. Now I got into a much bigger gym. And, uh, so that will be able to permit me to have two or three other trainers beside me without feeling crowded at all. So this is definitely my next step. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just very excited about that. It's a beautiful um, uh, gym and it's uh, very, very big. And I have a a little bit running track in the middle so we can do so much, you know?
4: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, the opportunity there when we look at bringing other people on board, it allows us to continue to grow without taking away any of our time. And there becomes a certain point where it's like, we, we cannot train any more hours in a day. I mean, all yeah. of our hours are blocked yeah. off with clients. Yeah. So the only way really we can grow is by adding on other trainers. So yeah. you said that's one of the next steps that you're looking to make. Where are you going to go to kind of look for that trainer or that employee to find them, to bring them on board?
3: I'm going to use some uh, internet, you know, marketing and then I have, you know, I have a, a sign, a sandwich sign outside that I can use to invite other trainer to come and, uh, and, and you know, use the gym, okay. you know. So,
4: yeah, I think the hardest part, you know, when we go to look at hiring right now, it just seems like, you know, finding the person that's the perfect fit is a little bit difficult because, um, training is a very transient career. People will come in, they'll train for us for like a month or two and then they decide to leave and go to the next opportunity. So what are you going to do Claude to kind of treat this as a really good opportunity for the new trainers that you're going to bring on board?
3: Well, I'm, I'm really willing to work with them and their programs. You know Um, I've been doing that for so many years. I, have been training different sports. And with my high altitude training camp, I really learned to know and to see what works for people. You know, a, a triathlete is a totally different beast than a hockey player. You know, a soccer player is totally different, a footballer. So, a lot of the time when you talk about trainers, they have a main road where that what they know, but when it goes beside that road, then they're not sure. A sliding board, for instance, which is an incredible tool. Out of probably, honestly, 30 um, trainers, zero knew of the sliding board. But once they learn how to use it, then they really use it and it's a great asset and it made them that much better for them.
4: So just looking at ways, you know, once you bring this person on to help them grow and develop using the skills and the resources that you've learned and been given over the course of your time in the industry. Um, So my next question for you, Claude, is um, walk me through, you know, what you consider to be, Your biggest business-related challenge?
3: Um, Good question. It's probably um, keeping my clients, which I have a great, great retention. I cannot complain about it. I'm probably 80 to 90%. But the 1%, I always find it hard because I was not able to make those satisfied with what they got. And most of the time, it doesn't have to be with satisfied as it has to be with the financial issue of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I live in a bubble where it's too very affluent city. And literally from where I live, if you go 25 miles west from where I am, a trainer will make half of the price that I make, if that just because it's more blue color it's more difficult to ask somebody a good rate you know for what you're worth so this part is more difficult
4: yeah no i would i would definitely agree with you there um it is hard to kind of Find, find the people, um, if we're kind of in the outskirts, we're in the bubble. Um, I, I understand that um, there, is there anything that you feel like you've done or you're looking to do to kind of overcome that challenge?
3: Uh, I just have some different rate, you know, depending on the people that, you know, a mother of five kids that is a secretary or doesn't make $100,000 a year she cannot come into the gym twice a week or three times a week and make a quick change in her life and change her life so i you know i reduce my price to accommodate them to be able to come i prefer somebody to come twice a week you know at 50 dollars, then come once a week at 80 dollars.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: you know but um this is just something that i approach with the people when they can afford a training you know i'm i'm willing to be flexible with that
4: yeah so it sounds like you're kind of changing it based upon each person there's not like really set rate
3: there's set rate but I cater to the special ones. Let's put it that way.
4: Okay. And and so how do you make that decision that somebody has a special circumstance? Like what does the intake process look like when you, you know, have somebody reach out interested in personal training? How do you kind of determine what umbrella they fall under?
3: Yeah. You know, it's like somebody that needs rehabilitation or somebody that, Needs to lose weight are super overweight, and they cannot afford more than once a week. Mm-hmm. So that way, training them once a week is very—it's hard, mm-hmm. you know. Not like I can, can make them lose ten pounds a week. I will give them—I will give them homework to do at home, you know, and, and things to do at home. They have a whole list of things, and then help them with their diet. But nevertheless, if somebody needs to lose weight, you know, and needs to lose 60, 80 pounds, I cannot just see them once a week. And if they cannot afford that, then I offer them the door or I offer them a little less, you know, in order for them to come twice a week into the, into the, you know, my gym. And Mm -hmm. that's working very well. They see that I'm stretching for them and they, stretch for their budget so they make it here so that way we can both work on on their goals
4: do you think that you devalue yourself at all by doing that
3: no because i i do believe you know their situation when that happens it's Mm -hmm. not like i have many clients like that but i know that uh i know that i'm one of the best you know, in the area, for some of those people to be able to help, I have other trainer that can, you know, that they can afford and stuff, but uh, they have a different mentality, they have different training regimen, and then they're not gonna budge from their price.
4: Mm-hmm. So, so you set yourself apart there by being able to work with those individuals who might not be able to go
3: afford it up training so the other things i can put them in a group training with five or six other people and so it's going to be not as expensive as if they would be alone
4: mm-hmm.
3: so that way i can cater to those people also put them in a group session rather than in a group of two or three or four
4: yeah yeah, for sure. That's a good option there as well. You know, always being able to downsell them into another program. Um, that yeah. way we don't lose them. And then maybe in the future, if they will be able to make that, you know, personal yeah. training option. Um, okay. So if I were to hand you a magic wand, Claude, all of your goals and dreams for Advantage Fitness have come true. What would that picture look like for you?
3: Having having few trainer, like you said, working for me and having the right set of mind to be able to develop with the tool that I have and the concepts that I have to develop and to help people in in achieving their goals. This is what I would love: is to have multiply myself by by 10 and having a few different gyms rather than just one gym.
4: Yep. So just continuous growth and expansion so that you can, you know, help more people right now, you're pretty tapped out, but by bringing on more trainers, having a second location where you have trainers fill, filling that space, doing the same thing that you are, you have that opportunity to really help more people. So what do you feel like it's extremely important for you to focus on right now? Like, what's that next step to lead you to that point?
3: To, to find some trainers that are willing to put the time and the effort into, you know, my concepts, my vision, you know, which, which let's say, for instance, a high performance athlete, one of the way that you can you can them to get that much better most of the time is speed segment, faster leg, faster arm, you know, for a boxer, faster. And then fast is, doesn't come with strength that a lot of people think. Get size bigger, push more weight and stuff. No, the secret is flexibility, more amplitude of motion been more flexible, a longer stride, you know, and so on. For a baseball player, having this flexibility to bring your arm all the way back, you know, without aching and pain and being able to generate a lot of speed going through your body. Same with a hockey player, same with a marathon. I've been working with few marathon, you know, runner lately and Uh, was able to develop their flexibility and their high-end marathon runner you know they're professional and yet they were able to improve their time incredibly by focusing more on the flexibility part of it and then the other program is explosiveness
4: yeah so a lot there to be done um, and a lot of opportunity for growth in the future usually using all these different modules Um, and, um, I'm really excited for you to find that, you know, person, the first person to come on board and help you be able to train, um, your clients. Now, Claude, um, I would love for you to share with us your website, your Instagram, somewhere that our listeners can go to check out more about what you have to offer at your facility.
3: Yes. Uh, my website is advantagefitness One. Dot com.
4: Great. Easy enough to find that. Thank you for sharing it. And Claude, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking an hour out of your day to be here, to give back to the fitness industry a little bit. We appreciate your time, your insight on the industry. Listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast. Fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Daryl White with Body Hub out of the UK. Daryl, happy Tuesday, brother. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks, JJ. Good to be on the show. There you go. There you go. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And you know, Daryl, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on here with Body Hub you know, first we want to give you the opportunity to give the viewers a little perspective. So, Daryl, in your own words, how would you yeah. describe and explain Body Hub and what you guys do?
5: Uh, it's not the norm, JJ. Uh, we're a little bit different. Um, we're kind of a amalgamation of a couple of things. So, uh, the center is based on two acres, uh, and that's split up uh, two primary areas. Uh, basically, a, a boot camp and also an obstacle center. Um, they generally stay kind of on their own side uh, with regards to customers, but sometimes they do blend across uh, together as well. So definitely out- I outdoor that. fitness is, is probably uh, is key uh, for us. Everything we do is outdoors. Nice. So you guys are, are 100% outdoors? 100% outdoors. I mean, yeah, we've got some cabins. We've got some indoor areas, but all workouts are outside, yeah. I love
1: that. I love that. And so, um, now I, I want to dive right into like the bare bones basics here, Daryl. If that's okay, you know how how many members sure. are you are you are you serving currently?
5: So, on the books members wise, it looks quite small, but we actually cover a lot more. So we've got about two hundred members, uh, primarily really in the Big Cap area. Um, but with regards to the obstacles, we get a lot of uh, what we call blow-ins. So the obstacle side of our business is for people training uh, to do Tough motor Spartans, any what we call OCR races, obstacle course races. So though people will blow in, they don't necessarily become a member. They might come once or twice a, a, a year. So we wouldn't class those as members. So that number goes up and down, obviously, um, well, frequently. But yeah, yeah, core-wise, we've got 200 members yeah
1: awesome i love that i love that and so um for you daryl i mean what's been the the best method to get new people to come in
5: and try out body hub um believe it or not facebook probably uh with regards to um boot camp uh our local um facebook groups so the times probably the same with you uh the towns have For example, we're based in Billericay in Essex. So Billericay has got maybe three or four different uh, town groups uh, and anything's posted at all, sort of business, local town news. Uh, So we post there every week, uh, regular information going in. And uh, yeah, that's generally where our main drive of customers come from. And obviously, like any business would, uh, through word of mouth. um, With regards to the obstacle side of things, Again, that would either be attending races uh, and people seeing our promotional kit, uh, word of mouth again, but also uh, with regards to Facebook and Instagram, uh, the groups and and communities on there as well. I love that. I love that. Yeah, very much. uh, Versatility. Yeah,
1: and and I think social media brings a lot of versatility, right? Like, I mean, you're not dependent on word of mouth or or outside methods other than these are things that you can, in in my words and in my experience, you can control right if the the output you put in it is is yeah. the which is a direct correlation of what you're going to get in so i think that's yeah. that's a big point there and so you know um now with that i mean it, i always say this, this is the toughest part right and i want to ask it in the right way especially for you guys i mean how do you guys go about understanding and knowing what capacity would be like, I mean, like you guys are at 200 members here, right? So let's say leads, traffic clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much higher can you guys go?
5: Yeah. This poses, this is kind of a, a very open question in respects of uh, you can go as big as you want in terms of the number of staff that you have. Um but I guess there is limitations in terms of the physical space um, for us here anyway. Um, Staffing has always been an issue. So to be honest, right now, it is just me and I've been running this for four years almost on my own. I have tried to get staff in the past um, and it's been proved quite difficult, but also in the midst of this, you've got to remember that we've had the pandemic um, which has kind of thrown everything in the air. Uh, and we did try and, and um, take on a, a number of, Uh, Gym staff who find themselves out of work because all of a sudden they couldn't work outdoors, they got to work or couldn't work indoors, got to work outdoors. But it's been a bit of a struggle in regards to that. So there is a capacity um, issue, I guess, if it's just me. So what we do in boot camp is we max out at 15 or I max out at 15. Um, I could pack a lot more in, but it is also a case of making sure that everyone's got. attention to the detail everyone's got me to make sure the max out 15 um and i guess just trying to strike that happy balance um in terms of the boot camp i'm quite comfortable where we're at we've also got one the ones and we've also got the obstacle center as well so um i'm happy with where things are up because we are still developing the site in terms of bringing on new obstacles um but i reckon as of next year staff i'm going to need to bring in more staff so the the difficulty i think with any business is that you can get more staff get more customers and become massively busy but with that increases your outgoings so more staff means you've got to pay them which means you've got to get more customers in to pay them and you kind of got to ask yourself how big do you want to get because with that also then comes the added stress of everything and so on and so forth so uh, this is for me me personally um I'm happy with where things are at the moment. Sure. My, my classes, uh, we could get a few more people. There's always room for more. Um, but I'm very conscious of why I started this business. Um, and if I grow and get more staff, then I'm going to be back into a stressful situation, um, which to be honest, I don't really need in my life right now. I'm quite happy with where things are going. Yeah. So I don't know if that's asked or answered your question correctly, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I love that. And I think that's important, right? I mean, I, I mean, I'm kind of surprised to see that there, there, there'd there be a staffing issue because I, I mean, I think working at a place like that would be awesome. You know, I think it's
5: definitely be a, an interesting environment. You know, it's definitely it, unique. It, it's it's difficult because, um, and this is where the difficulty I had trying to, when I had, I had a number of people asking, as I say, uh, um, gym staff from other centers that were closed and obviously wanted work during sort of the pandemic coming out of that. Um, but when I interviewed them, I knew they weren't going to cut the cloth because, like, the coldest boot camp we've done is in minus six. Uh, we do boot camps in the rain, we do boot camps in hailstones. So it's difficult to get a staff member that's going to make sure that they turn up in that weather and not sort of think, oh, it's a bit gotcha. cold outside. It's a bit wet outside. Um, it's not, our style is not for everyone. And I fully appreciate that. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And then uh, it's good that, you're, that you you can accept that, right? And that you understand you, yeah. you're looking for, it's not like you're going to just take in anybody and just for them to, to go ahead and leave after a month or a week right that's correct the yeah thing you have a culture you need to live by and i think that's that's, that's yeah. awesome daryl that you can you can stick to your uh to your guns there and so you know uh kind of curious here daryl i mean you're a one-man team right i know you mentioned that and I'm, I'm really curious to see like i mean how do you manage tracking you know how, the members and how long they've been with you and understanding that at all i mean how can you track that i mean it, it's that's a lot 200 people to one person is a lot how do you do it
5: um uh- our our software system is really good. Uh, it's actually a local company yeah. that serves a lot of gyms, not just locally here, but um, yeah, our, our management system is is, is fantastic. Um, that's probably the easiest way, that's all I can say, It's down to the software. It's what you put in is what you're gonna get out. So I was yeah, um, when I first started, it was on the notebook and it was on a, you know pen and paper, and I very quickly realized this is gonna be logistical nightmare um so i very quickly looked into what software can i use there's got to be something out there that's going to work for me um and yeah the the software that i use is yeah it 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 works really well for me
1: i love that no yeah honestly again there's no wrong answers here and you could have been using google docs or google sheets but (laughs) the fact that you have a software and at all that's awesome right just in general that's the biggest yeah
5: It manages it. It takes a headache. It allows you to um to focus on what you're doing, your classes. So I mean, it the software covers uh, accepts all our online payments or direct debits. Uh, flags up if there's any issues or concerns. The user side in terms of our, our clients that come in, uh, it's super easy for them to use and book in, um, change your details, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, it it's it's key really the backbone. Yeah, I would say. Yeah,
1: I love that. I love. It. I mean, it's important. Right? I feel like as as fitness professionals, right, we we track our macros, how much we weigh, how yeah. much, how much weight is on the bar and, you know, our times yeah. for all these things, but if we don't track our metrics, it's like, <laughs> you're kind of forgetting yeah. a main component here, but I mean, I love it, Dara. <laughs> it's awesome, man. And so going to ask you a little bit of, of a longer winded question here, but one of my favorite questions and bear with me on it. I and mean, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Um, sure. So, you know, Dara, what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what, what we use very predominantly, as you know, in, in the fitness gym industry, gym, gym industry, I'm sorry, are three pillars of business, and they're going to be your lead generation, which is obviously getting people interested, getting them through the door, mm-hmm. right? Your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting them from an interested client to a paying client, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So, yep. Daryl, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most?
5: Wow. Do you know I think you can always improve in every area. Um I, I never like the rest of my laurels. Um yeah, sure there's areas that are stronger than others, but I think when you um rest in your laurels, it very quickly comes back to bite you. Um I, I think it changes to be honest. Uh, and that's probably I don't want to say downfall, but for want of the better words, being a one man band. Um I'm um, a lot of things, uh, I cover a lot of our, I all, cover all the areas. So I don't always get that happy medium, shall we say. Uh, sometimes I'm on it with regards to chasing uh, sales, getting leads in and converting those. Um, I think retention, I think retention kind of looks after itself, certainly for boot camp, um, Once people come here and try a session, I get a lot of people that are uh, nervous about coming the boot camp because we're quite a raw gym we don't have shiny uh, dumbbells and barbells we use a lot of raw materials tires kegs logs battle, those sorts of things um so i think on the face of it and also coupled with the images that we put out on social media the obstacles scare a lot of people um so i think getting them in um would probably probably be the area that i would need to work on more but that's just simply judging it My potential customers judging a bookpad's cover. So it's to try and, um, (laughs) for bootcamp anyway, it's trying to uh, ensure them that it's not going to be beyond their abilities. Uh, But retention rate, once people are here, um, my retention rate, I think, is pretty high. I'd say sort of 95%, which I'm pretty pleased with. And that's because we, because of what we do, because of the style in which we run our bootcamp sessions, I believe, anyway. Um, The Obstacle side of things. It's a very funny industry, uh, slash almost sport. Um, we're trying to get recognized as a sport here in the UK, anyway. Um, and it goes in fits and fads. It goes in fits and fads because it depends on when um, data are released for races uh, and just individuals' training and competitions and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's probably a tricky one. I think probably um, I've got to do a bit more work in that one in terms of. Uh, working
1: in leads um but yeah i would yeah that's a great answer you know it's 100 percent and i think i'm sorry i didn't want to cut you off i thought you were going to continue but i think i think that that's, that's super important i think what it always comes down to i think there's it's not even just going to prioritize an abundance of people but just people who are a good fit for you guys yeah. Right, and I think that's, that's, yeah. that's an important factor too because, again, it doesn't have to just make sense for the actual client. It has to make sense for you guys as well. And there's yeah, a culture, think, again, a community you're building. Go ahead, sorry.
5: Yeah, I, I think that that's key for every gym is to recognize that you're never going to please everybody, uh, be that your gym, what you physically have, be it the type of people that you, your staff working for you. Like I accept I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to want me as a friend. Not everyone's going to want to hang out with me. I have no problem with that because equally totally. I know there's people that I don't want to be friends with. I don't want to hang out with. So I think once you accept that and you accept that about your piece of business, that you're, you're not going to be the right fit for everybody. Then you allows you just to focus on the people that are showing interest in you. Uh, and, and instead of constantly trying to cast net out, uh, be aware of the people that are around you focus on them because there too, you know, we'll bring people in that word of mouth, which I kind of call, it's just a cherry on the cake. It's something might happen, might not happen. If it does, it's great. But I never rely on word of mouth um, because you don't know if you're going to get that. Um, but I think once you accept that, yeah, you, you're you not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, and as you always say, you know, your best customer is your existing customer. Um, so you got you got to make sure, I think that's where priority's got to be. You've always got to back that up because obviously they can drop off at, at any time for any reason. Um, but yeah, you've got to, make sure you look after your existing customers and not always constantly look for new ones.
1: I love that. I love that. They're so important. And so last two questions, my two favorite questions. What's the bigger picture for you, Daryl? What are you trying to accomplish long-term?
5: You know, that's, that's changed. Um, That's changed over the years. I think with obviously everything that's happened globally, Um, I think equally my own personal journey uh, of things, why I set the business up in the first place and what I wanted to accomplish. Um, For example, since the pandemic, I've noticed there's a massive um, need uh, for mental fitness as well as physical fitness. So we're adapting our business now to accommodate that. Um, So that's certainly something that I probably wouldn't have given a massive amount my certainly not as much weight when I first started the business, if that makes sense. Um, I would like to, there's a lot of things I want to accomplish just here in the ground, physical things, obstacles in different areas of the gym, sort of like so on and so forth. Um, but another center um, is kind of on the cards is what I like to do. I, I think you learn a lot when you build your own business and hindsight's a wonderful thing. But to be able to take that hindsight and then say, okay, let's move forward with these great ideas and this hindsight that we've gained and, and almost let's start again. Let's build another one with, with all of that information. So um, that's kind of the bigger picture of where I'd like to go. And from there, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. awesome stuff, Daryl. Awesome stuff. And, and one last question for you. And this is sure. a question by all means. You know, Daryl, uh, if you could go back in time uh, to when you first started the gym, Sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you?
5: Um, and instantly flashed into my head was never give up, keep going. Uh, but I think that's something that that I've always had because it's driven me through, uh, I think a tough few years. I think anyone who has been running the business certainly, uh, uh, a a young business uh, like this one with what we've had to deal with and come out the other end of, uh, I keep mentioning the pandemic, but um, that, that was quite a tough uh, challenge. Um, Just keep going, just keep going and stay the course. Uh, You know, whenever I first took on, so I was somewhere not too far away. I had a very much smaller center, just a few miles up the road. uh, And I needed to move for obvious, for for various reasons. Uh, And when I find this location, um, it was so overgrown. It had no facilities. There was no road in. There was absolutely nothing. Um, so it was just a month with a, with a, with a 19-ton digger just clearing the space. Um, wow. So starting from that level, I just had to keep telling myself, just keep going. It's going to work. And uh, you've got to have a, visual, uh, <clears throat> a vision that you just you just stick to. And um, I was going to say, don't waver from it. Of course, you're going to have to from time to time. So, for whatever reason, uh, you know, but stay very, very close to your vision, um, and don't falter unless you absolutely need to. Um, advice again, I think just keep going, just keep going. If it's something that you believe in, just keep chasing it, and and yeah, never give up.
1: Daryl, that was a mic drop of an answer. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Daryl, you know, please, I mean, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym?
5: Uh, yeah, so on Facebook, uh, if you type in Body Hub Obstacle Center, uh, see him on Instagram. Um, personally, me on uh, Facebook is Daryl White PT. Um, yeah, our, our website is uh, Body Hub. Um, dot online and that's that's kind of really where you're going to find us generally on facebook and go. instagram
1: there we go daryl i absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road daryl if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds i just want to let you know how you're gonna get the podcast i would appreciate it just gonna sign everybody else out over here okay
5: sure jj thank you awesome
1: and uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much
0: for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alex'sbook.com.